So in the last Mishnah we mentioned not to put a plate. Actually, no, it wasn't mentioned in, in the last Mishnah. It was mentioned two Mishnahs ago. Not to put a plate under a candle to catch the oil which drips out of the candle. Because the because the um, because the oil while it's in the candle while it's burning is mukta because you lit it and therefore you, uh, you 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 pushed it off from using it and then when the oil drips into a plate then the plate cannot be moved anymore while it's holding the oil and it's as if you're breaking the plate you're not letting it be moved you're not letting, letting it be used so the, the mission now is saying in comparison to that Nice and clear holding the Mishnah because we did yesterday till the Mishnah. I'm Zaino with base. Nice and clear allowed to put a, a plate or a bowl, tachas and air under a candle. The kabel nitsutsis, if there are sparks flying out of the candle, that's not a problem. You could put a plate down, catch the sparks, that's not a problem. It's not like the oil, the sparks you're allowed to. Why? We'll see. But don't put water into that bowl that you're putting under the candle, which would make that the sparks falling in would, would extinguish as, as a, 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 a contact when it comes to the, to the water. If because you are putting out the water, the, the fire by putting the water there, and since immediately it's going to touch the water and, and, and go out, it's as if you're putting out the fire. As we'll see, the Gemara will explain these two things. So let's go first to the first thing. Why are you allowed to put a plate to catch the sparks? Why is it not a problem that you're catching something muktsa and through that you're not enabling to move this plate anymore? You're breaking the plate just like when you're catching the oil. So the Gemara asks, You are nullifying, you're taking away the the scaling this plate and what it was prepared for it was meant to be used and now you can't use it anymore it's as if you're breaking it no it's not true sparks are not considered an actual thing and therefore um and therefore when they fall into the plate you're allowed to move it around and therefore it's not a problem i mean what's the chiddush? the it's quite obvious that sparks are not an actual thing, there's a spark of fire and they extinguish when they cut, touch the plate, and therefore, obviously, it's fine. Um, it could be that when we say sparks, we mean even if there's like a small speck of black of the of this of this uh, of the wick that's coming along with it, but it's very, very small and very insignificant. So, since it's so insignificant, it's considered ain't behem mamish, and therefore, you're allowed to move it around. Maybe that's what it's saying. Because um, that's the only way you can understand how it's a question and an answer. Otherwise, it's like so obvious that sparks are not a actual thing and they go out and that's it. They're not there anymore. So what's the Kiddush? It sounds like we're talking even when something is left, but it's not considered something and therefore you're allowed to move it around. It's not considered muktzah. Okay. So it sounds like Rashi. So Rashi says that and once Misha Kava, once the sparks went out, once they when they were they were extinguished, Umuta Litlan, you allowed to carry them. In other words, there's something there when it went out, 
And therefore, you're allowed to move it around. But there's a different Yosoy. So if you say Litlon or Litloi, if you're allowed to move the plate. But either way, the point is that you have sparks that were extinguished. In other words, that there's something there which is considered nothing. That's what it sounds like. Okay. Next example. In this bowl, which is catching the sparks, don't put any water. Because you're putting out the fire now. I'm not putting out the fire. I'm putting a bowl with water. And then the sparks will fall in and they will extinguish. So it seems like I'm just enabling things to extinguish. And there's a machlekes about it. There's a... Whenever you have a fire, so there's a lot of halachas, and we'll see later in this Masech, that you're not allowed to really put out a fire. Now, today we don't behave that way because today is much more of a danger. There's larger buildings and more gas tanks and whatever it is. And therefore, it's much more likely that there'll be a sakonis nefoshis. But in the olden days, it seems like it wasn't that likely. It was just a matter of burning your possessions and losing your money. And therefore, you're not allowed to put out a fire. The most you can do is stop it from spreading. Now, what if you go a step further? You take types of uh, barrels made out of fresh clay, which when fire contacts them, they, they crack. And therefore, you fill it up with water, you put it around the fire, when the fire will come to there, it's going to crack, it's going to spill, and, and, uh, and it's going it's to put out the fire. So, it's about whether you're allowed to do that or not. The problem is you're causing the fire to be extinguished. So Rabbi Yezus says it's a problem, and, Rab- and Rabbanon says it's not a problem. The law is like Rabbanon, it's not a problem in that particular case, because you might lose a lot of money, and it's grama. As we'll see soon, grama in, in grama, we'll see soon, is only in that particular case. We can't really take it to many more cases. Um, but let's just say, now we're looking at it in a very plain way. I'm not actually putting out the fire, I'm just causing it to happen later. So the same thing I'm doing over here, I'm putting the bowl and it's going to put out the, the, the sparks later. So, so to say that it's a problem only fits with Rabbi Yaisi. Let's see. Let us say, we have a Stam Mishnah Rabbi Yaisi. The armor that he says, if you're causing fire to be extinguished, also you're not allowed to do that. Although the rule is that if you have a Mishnah without a name and later on you have a Machlikis with names, the fact that I earlier I had a Mishnah without a name doesn't help that the Allah should be that way. Either way, we don't know what the Allah is, we could pass it against the Stam Mishnah because we have Rabbi Yossi and Rabbanan later which argue. But for some reason still, we, we don't like that there should be a plain Mishnah without a name supporting an opinion which we know is not the Allah. So is this mission of following your view? You see that causing a fire to be extinguished is a problem? Says the Gemara, no. In a way, you could say this, might, this mission is even more extreme than Rabbi Yisi, which that will force us to say that has nothing to do with Rabbi Yisi. What does that mean? The Gemara will say that we know, we'll see soon how we know, that this mission is not just talking about on Shams. This mission is talking about even Erev Shabbos. You're not allowed to put a bowl of water under a, a candle which sparks are falling from it, even before Shabbos. Now, even Rabbi Yossi agrees that before Shabbos, you're allowed to put those barrels around. So the fact that Amish is going more extreme than Rabbi Yossi will prove to us 
that our Mishnah has a different reasoning than Rabbi Yossi. The reasoning not to do it in our Mishnah is a type of reasoning that even Rabbanon will agree, because it's more severe than Rabbi Yossi's case, and therefore it can even apply to Arab Shams. So let's see. Vitis you think it makes sense that our Mishnah will fit like Rabbi Yossi. In other words, if it's Rabbi Yossi, then it does make sense to you. Even then it doesn't make sense. When did Rabbi Yossi say you're not allowed to cause a fire to be extinguished? The Shabbos. On Shabbos, I'm not allowed to do it. Be'erev Shabbos? Me, Omer? Erev Shabbos, you're not allowed to put whatever you want. You can put barrels around the fire that they should crack and then extinguish the fire. Not a problem. If you want to tell me, our mission is talking about Shabbos. No. But then you have a clear price that says, no, you're allowed to put a, a bowl under the, the candle, the cobble, and so just to catch. The sparks bishabis, even on Shabbos. They insert living bed of Shabbos definitely before Shabbos, but the law don't put water into that bowl. Because you're putting it out, may add of Shabbos. Even before Shabbos, you're not allowed to. They insert living Shabbos. On Shabbos for sure not. So since when can you not do a malacha before Shabbos? So it's obviously something much more extreme in this case, which therefore we say even before Shabbos. So what is it? Ella Omer Ravashi says Ravashi. This mission could even fit according to Rabbonon. Shani Yoche here it is different. You are bringing its extinguishing to be closer. What does that mean? This case is very different than the case of the barrels. In the barrels, is a two stage process. The fire is the one that's heating up the barrels, cracking it, causing the water to pour out and to extinguish the fire. It's as if the fire is doing the action. Here, I'm doing the immediate action which will cause the fire to go out. So already it's not called groma in that way, like the story of the barrels. I'm actually bringing it in an immediate effect. But not only that, if I put the bowl while the spark is falling on Shams, I would be extinguishing. If I put the barrel while the fire got there, even then I wouldn't be extinguishing. It still takes, you know, it has to crack the barrel, let the water out. Here, if I put it on Shams while the spark is falling, I'll be actually actively extinguishing the fire. So it's much worse than putting the barrels. On the other hand, people don't realize that. People look at it as if, you know, what's the big deal? I didn't put out the fire, just put the water there. The fire came to me, it's not my problem. They don't realize that they're putting out the fire. And since it's something which people make a mistake, Chacham said, you know what, even before Shabbos, don't do it. Because if you'll do it before Shabbos, people might think it's not a big deal, and they'll do it on Shabbos, and then it's a problem. So therefore, they said, even before Shabbos, you're not allowed. And that's Taka the Halacha. The Halacha also applies to something else. For example, when you have a candle and you want it to go out a bit early, you don't want it to go to the bottom of the whatever, the holder, the candle holder. So it depends what type of candle you have. If you have an oil lamp, like by Hanukkah, a lot of times people do that and you put water on the bottom, it's not considered that you're causing the fire to go out because all you're doing is lifting the oil, the fire goes to the end, burns out all the oil, and it just goes out because it finished the oil. But if you take a candlestick and you stick it into water and the stick stays a whole stick, when it reaches the water, there's still a bit of that wax left that could have burnt and the water is extinguishing it. 
So even if you do it before Shabbos, that's a problem. Because you're causing the fire to extinguish, the water to extinguish the fire. Now, I never tried it. I've, I've, people are discussing about these Neronim. That's very popular today. You have these glass cups with the, 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 the candles inside that the heat of the glass causes that the whole candle melts and turns into like an oil. Now, I never tried it. If you put some oil, water on the bottom, it might be that since it's cold on the bottom, it will make that the bottom of the candle stays firm, stays hard. And then it is possible that it will cause the fire to extinguish before it would burn out all the, all the wax. I'm not sure. Try it out on a weekday. If the fact is that um, the oil remains uh, a liquid until the end and the water just lifts it, seemingly it shouldn't be a problem because you're not causing the fire to go out early. Rather, you, you're just lifting the oil or the, the melted wax. And as a result of that, the fire burns out all the wax. It's just a bit higher. It's not touching the bottom. So that would be the question when you're allowed to, when you're not allowed to, depending if it's putting out the fire while there's still fuel to burn, or it's just lifting the fuel and therefore causing that the fire shouldn't burn whatever is holding it. So that's the halacha of this gram kibui. You're not allowed to cause things. You're not allowed to cause things that will put things out on Shabbos, even before Shabbos, because people might make a mistake and do it on Shabbos. Now, even the other case, when you cause it, when the fire is, is cracking the barrel and the water is spilling out, that's only allowed because it's a, you could have a great loss of money if the fire will spread. Otherwise, even such a grama is not allowed. People sometimes, you know, they hear words and they, they say them and, you know, they know grama and it's not a big deal. And so, first of all, you have to know that the grama, whenever people call it grama, it should be that there's one thing affecting something else. In other words, it's not just I'm enabling something to happen later. I'm enabling something that something else will come and that will do the action. For example, like the fire, that will crack the barrel. Only then it could be okay. But if I'm just enabling something to be and it's going to happen on its own later without another action, it's not called grama. And even grama is only allowed when it's a hefzid merub. In a regular case, you're not allowed to do even this type of grama when something will affect something else. The only time grama could be used comfortably would be if you have no intention to have the result of this grama. If something is called if I do something which causes something else to do something, and then that will, you know, there's a sensor that sees me, and as a result of that, it turns on a light. So if I have no interest that the light should go on, it's bright enough, I don't need it, or whatever, video cameras videoing me and then, you know, taking recording me. So it's like it's sensing me and it's doing the action of recording, of move, or the, the, the light changing, whatever it is, is not a direct result of me, but something is seeing me, processing it, and through that, doing the action of recording, of changing the lights or, or, or shining. If I have no intention whatsoever to see, to have this result, then we call it koyach koychay. It's not my, it's not my action. It's a result of a result. And I have no intention with it. The example brought in the was, if you turn on, it, you have a tereosis, and as you turn on a faucet and water goes out, and it's going into the Shusarabim. But it's not direct. 
it goes into the pipe, and then the pipe eventually goes into the Shusharabim, let's, let's say. So I have no intention of that water going to the Shusharabim, and it's an immediate effect, and that will be allowed. But if I am interested in it, it doesn't help. If I'm interested in the result, even wouldn't help. And therefore, if you go, if you have it's something which the sensor will turn the light, and, and without that, it's dark and you can't see, then you're interested in the result. That's a big, that's, a, that's an issue. Um, also, if, uh, there's a swear that people bring up that since you're not interested in being Mechal Shabbos, so you don't want it. You don't want that result. And that's why it's like whatever, secretion, then you're not interested in it. But I, again, I, I don't remember exactly where this is. I remember seeing clearly a Tesis and Erevin, which talks about such a swear, and he says, no. The second they'll tell you that it's allowed, so you do want it. You don't want it to be Mechal Shabbos. So tell you, okay, okay, therefore it's okay. Okay, so now I do want it. Because it's not Mechal Shabbos anymore. Once you do want it, it's a problem again. So therefore, that, that, that would be a problem. If something is, you're interested in the result, that would be a problem. Again, unless it's severe cases, extreme cases, that could be attained for it, but it's totally not straightforward. However, if you're not interested in the result, then it's much more straightforward because it's indirect and you're not interested. Okay. So, we spoke over here about catching the sparks, that that uh, it's not a problem, it's not considered muks, even if you have like some specks of black specks in the plate, because it's totally insignificant and you're allowed to move the plate afterwards. It's not as if you have broken the plate. Warning, you're not allowed to put even before Shabbos, because it's an immediate effect that it's going to put out the fire. And people don't know that, and therefore you're not allowed to do it even before Shabbos, because then they might do it on Shabbos, and that might be a big issue. Okay. That's the end of Perekira, which was initially about leaving things on the fire before Shabbos or returning them to the fire on Shabbos, all the details related to that. And as usual, we went from that to some other topics of Muktza, etc. It seems also, I mean, the mission seems like it was going in the order of uh, time. So like they would set up the thing that you could just leave on the fire. I guess they have to cook a bit before also, especially if they're half cooked or if you're covering the fire, they'd be even less than half cooked. Then he's prepared the candles. And then just before Shabbos comes in, you cover the things that you want to cover. As we said also earlier, to cover things and things that only preserve the heat, you can even do after Shkia. So that you do after the candle was lit. So we spoke about the candle, all the details of the candle, the plates under the candle. And then we talk about now covering things to preserve the heat. Now the rule is like this. You could only preserve the heat for Shabbos you're not allowed to put a food in something which will add heat. So that's Reason a question on that. As far as the, the order is concerned. So, because yeah. the Mehmed Likin is lighting the candles. Okay, so the is talking about preparing the candles. Um, and then the last mission is you have to remind people to light the candles. It's talking about what what things you could use to make the candle. So that's earlier on Arab Shabbos. You're still preparing it. And then he put up the fire, and then he actually light the candle. Uh-huh. I'm right. not saying for sure. That's, that's a light, not a light in itself. Uh-huh. Right, right. So uh-huh. they're preparing it. Let's uh-huh. go. Don't forget, in the past, it was a big malacha to prepare. To make the wick, to pour the oil, to, 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 whatever. It wasn't like just putting the candles there. So the rule is like this. You're not allowed to cover in something which adds heat. The reason is because a typical thing that they would cover to add, to add heat was ashes, which many times had coals inside. 
And that, if you put things inside on, on before Shabbos, then on Shabbos, you might see it's not so hot. You might move around the ashes to, 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 to stir, to ignite the, the coals. And that's Mamish Asr. So therefore, they may say that anything which adds heat, even if it has no fire in it, there's no, no relationship to fire whatsoever, you're not allowed to cover the pot in that. Now, the, what's called covering, just an interesting thing, Dr. Rebbe is in Madura Basra, says, the idea is like this. Preserving heat, the main thing is you don't want the heat to escape. The heat escaping is on the top. If you put anything, any blanket on the top of the pot, that's called hatmana in Dover She'ini Moise, which is not adding heat, just preserving, and which is not allowed on Shabbos from Tzitzit Kichavim, could only be done before Shabbos. Covering is something which adds heat. The main thing is the bottom from a majority of its surroundings, but the main thing is surrounding it from the bottom. The top is not so important. The point is that there's heat coming up into this pot, and that will be a problem if it's surrounding most of its, uh, what do you call it? Most, most of the surrounding of the pot. Okay. What are you allowed to cover a pot in? What are you not allowed to cover a pot in? Or food in? You're not allowed to cover a pot, not in the leftovers of oil, which could either mean olives, crushed olives, or crushed sesames. That was also a typical thing to have oil from. And once it's finished, it's like whatever, they use it for many things, but they could also use it to preserve the heat. But really, they have some sort of a natural heat, and it adds heat to the pot. Not a fertilizer. I guess the pot is very well covered. And you're putting it into this fertilizer. Not in salt. Not in plaster. Not in sand. And all the above is whether they're moist, whether they're dry, moist would typically have give more heat or at least yeah, it has some more heat to it and will give more heat than something dry. But these things have so much heat to them or give so much heat that even when they're dry, they also give heat and you're not allowed to cover them. Vleibetevin, not in straw. Vleibetzagin, not in the skin, the grape skin. Vleibemuchin, not in pieces of either wool or, or cotton, whatever you call it, pieces of... Uh, What's the word for it? And it's not your material. It's it's things that you'll, you you're gonna make it from uh, anything soft like wool or or, or cotton. It's called muhin. The loy not in grass, but all the above is only bismanchein lachem when they're moist. Then they add heat. When they're dry, they just preserve the heat, and you're allowed to cover a pot in them. So you cannot cover at all in leftovers of, as we'll see later, either. In, in uh, olive oil or of sesame oil, the leftover sesame and olives, not in fertilizer, not in salt, not in plaster, not in sand. You're not allowed to full stop cover a pot in them. However, straw, grape skin, and pieces of wool or cotton and grass, you're allowed to cover with the exception of they're moist, then you're not allowed to cover in them. Okay, so we're trying to understand these things step by step. Ibayilu, they had a question in the yeshiva. Gefes shall say Typically, the leftover of olives have more heat to them. So are we just talking about olive leftovers? They're considered very hot. Aval the shoshim, and if it's some sesame, shabbat, I mean, that's fine, it's not hot enough. Oy, dilmor, maybe no, the shoshim 
Even sesames are a problem. The Khoshkin Dizim definitely olives. Toshma Dhamma Rabzainu Shamhadim Rabyana Rabzir is in the name of one of the Shiva, one of the people in the Shiva Rabyana. Kuposhitomanbo, the if you put in a box, you put a pot, you want to you want to you want to keep it for Shabbos. Also, you cannot pit, put, lift that box and put it on a, uh, on this leftover of olives. It's covered in a pot from all sides. I'm sorry, in a box from all sides with something permitted with some cotton or some blankets. And you're putting the whole box on top of crushed olives. So you're not allowed to. Because heat rises and that's the rule. Even something that's covered in something which is permitted, you cannot put it on top of something which is not permitted. For example, they have the special covers for pots on a blech. So if it touches tightly most of the sides of the pot, then you're not allowed to do that because although that itself does not add any heat, but it's on top of the fire, which adds heat, typically you won't. Typically you'll just be hanging on the sides and it won't be a problem. But just in case it does, then it's a problem. Or if you cover something with silver foil and uh, you put it on the, on, the, on the fire. So if it's covered more than just what's needed just to hold the food, it's covered an extra layer just in order to preserve the heat more, that's a problem because the heat rises from the from the from the fire to this to this covering. Now what we see over here is that the example brought was crushed olives. So we see olives is what we're talking about. Shmami Nashal Zaysint. Now we see that we're talking about olive leftovers. So they want to know. I can tell you not to put the pot in the actual thing. Even if it's sesame leftovers, you're not allowed to cover it because it's going to add heat. We're talking about the, that the, the, it should give heat to something else which is covering the, top, the pot on top of it. If it's, made, if it's olive leftovers, it will make the heat rise to the pot on top. The shum shimin, if it's from sesame, it does not go up to the to, on top of it, does not add heat to that. And therefore, the Allah would be that you're not allowed to cover even in crushed sesame. But if you have a pot covered in a blanket, you may put it on top of crushed sesame. Okay, so again, to summarize, we spoke about you're, you're allowed to put a plate under a candle to catch the sparks because nothing will be left, even if some black pieces left, it's nothing, and you're allowed to move the plate. And water you're not allowed to put into that bowl even before Shabbos because you're directly causing the fire to be extinguished and people don't know that so therefore they don't they don't allow it even before Shabbos then we spoke about covering things before Shabbos to preserve the heat so you're only allowed to cover in something which preserves and doesn't add what adds heat? crushed olives or crushed sesame that the oil was taken out and fertilizer Salt, plaster, sand, that adds heat, whether moist, whether dry. Straw, grape skin, wool or, 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 or cotton, uh, and grass, if it's dry, it's not a problem, you can cover with it. But if it's moist, you're not allowed to. By crushed olives, you have an extra stringency that even while it's under a, a box with, with co a covered pot with, with a blanket or with anything else, the heat rises from the crushed olives and therefore it's not allowed. By sesame, you won't say that.
it doesn't have so much heat to give to the to the things that are covered on top of it. But anything else which is listed over here, generally speaking, anything else which adds heat, there will be a problem even to cover something with like a blanket and put it on top of it because the heat will rise and it will make it covered in something which adds heat. To be continued. Okay, that isn't... Ah. Uh. Well,